is what my heart was preparing for. I was asking the Lord about. Um, and um, I'm going to actually be sharing this message tonight because the Lord spoke it to me. But um, So this Sunday is, is um, Louis Mont, and he's going to be here sun, uh, Friday night at Revival at 7 p.m. I want to encourage you to come on out if you're, you don't usually come. I think most of you do, but come on out. It's going to be an awesome, powerful time. He's, he's real relevant and really um, down to earth and just, you know, brings the, the uncompromised word of God. And so I just want to encourage you to come at 7 to Revival as well as men. Um, men's Breakfast, um, he's going to be sharing there to you, man to man, um, 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. Encourage you or your husbands or you know, your children or whoever to be there. Um, and then Sunday morning, 10 a.m. So it's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, the word that the Lord gave me um, is, he said, I heard it in my spirit. I heard overcoming obstacles. Um, who <laughs> doesn't need that, right? Who doesn't need to overcome some kind of obstacle in their lives? Or, you know, at some point in the future, we're going to need that, right? And, um, I'm going to start by reading this passage he just gave me right now, James 1, and uh, verses 1 through 4, um, verses 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind, so it's like covering any multitude of things that could happen to you in life, so when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, needing nothing. So that's a really good way of looking at an obstacle. <laughs> uh, you know, because a test, a trial, a temptation, an attack of the enemy, these are all obstacles. These are all things that can try to divert our attention or pull us off track or try to hinder us and what God's called us to or just sidetrack us. And um, the Lord says about those obstacles or about those attacks, he says, consider an opportunity for great joy. And I'm like, what? You know, because we all don't like those obstacles, right? We don't like those times of and seasons of attack, um, those hindrances that come our way and, and things that kind of throw us for a loop. We don't love that. And um, But the Lord's like, it's an opportunity for great joy because it's the trying of your faith and it works patience and it actually builds your faith. And um, after you've been tested, and as long as you stay the course during that time of testing, after you're tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, and you're going to be perfect needing nothing. In other words, your faith is going to be built up. You're going to be stronger than you were before. And I can look, at, be, look back on my life and um, different seasons that I've gone through, uh, times of testing or trials or temptation, and even though they were hard and even though... Um, you know, it wasn't enjoyable, you know, if you stand through it and you fight through it and, and you stay on course and, you know, stay rooted and grounded in the word, even though it may affect you, you know, emotionally or mentally or physically or whatever, but you're staying on the word and you're striving to do what's right. Um, I know that after I come out of those times, which you always do come out, that I'm stronger, that if I'm faced with that same kind of battle again, it's not going to affect me like it did that time. And, um, you know, and so that's what God's saying is that these opportunities, these obstacles that come our way, that we can look at them in this new way, this new light, that it's an opportunity to grow and be stronger than before. And so, just starting off this message right off the bat, like if you're thinking about, you know, overcoming obstacles and you're thinking about instantly those obstacles that you're facing right now, um, or maybe that you faced in the past, start looking at it in a different light. Start looking at it as an opportunity to grow <laughs> because God wants us to continually grow in him and continually be stronger in the Lord and in his mighty power. Well, how are we ever going to pump the iron or how are we ever going to have an opportunity to get bigger muscles spiritually if we don't exercise them, right? And so how are you going to exercise them unless you're uh, faced, not that God causes these things, but if you're never faced with an opportunity to fight the good fight of faith. Something to think about. And so um, 
We're talking about overcoming obstacles if you're just tuning in online. John 16, Jesus addresses his disciples. He addresses you and I. And this is really interesting. You know, you think, okay, I'm in the family of God. I'm a believer. You know, everything should be great and smooth from here. Totally wrong. <laughs> the word of God says the opposite. And, and um, we have promises in the word, but we need to be aware of what the truth is here, okay? John 16, 33, he says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. He said, um, here on earth, you will have many troubles, <laughs> many trials and sorrows. It's a fact of a matter. Jesus is telling us, here on earth, this is what you're going to see. But don't lose heart. Take heart, he says, because I have overcome the world. Okay, so we saw in James that there's going to be troubles. And when they come your way, that you can consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you have an opportunity to grow in your faith. What is faith? It's faith. It's putting trust and hope in God that he's going to see you through. So it's an opportunity to grow in your trust and your faith and hope in the Lord. It's an opportunity to stay focused on the Lord um, and not get derailed or sidetracked by these attacks. Um, and so the Lord is speaking to us, and he says, I've told you all this so that you can have peace in me. Here on this earth, be aware that you will have many trials and sorrows. It's just a ma matter of fact. But take heart because I have overcome the world. In other words, you need to put your trust and hope in him and take heart that he's overcome the world, that he's with you. He's never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. He's with you always. He doesn't say, however, there's not going to be trials. He doesn't say that there's not going to be sorrow. He doesn't say that you're not going to be faced with some temptations here on this earth because we know that the devil's running rampant. We know that he seeks who he may devour, okay? And so I don't, I don't know about you if you figured it out yet, but the devil doesn't have any new tricks. He has no new tricks up his sleeve. It seems to me that he's always trying to discourage you in the same exact way as he did 10 years ago because he knows what he thought was your weak point. However, what he doesn't understand is that when you're faced with this, it's the trying or the building up opportunity of your faith. So the more he tests you in that same obstacle, in that same area, the more and more you learn how to overcome that obstacle or that area. Isn't that interesting? And so that's why we need to look at it as an opportunity to overcome that obstacle, an opportunity for great joy to, to be an overcomer. And that's why the Lord says, take heart, because I've overcome the world. Anything, in other words, that you could face in this world, I've already overcome it. That's what he did when he died on the cross, went to hell for three days and three nights and rose again from the dead. He pretty much took upon himself every sin, every sickness, every temptation, every single thing that we could ever go through, he went through. And that's why he was able to say, I've overcome the world. I've overcome sickness, death, hell, and the grave. I got the keys, okay? So that's why Jesus is able to say that. And he's like, in me, through me, by me, you can overcome that obstacle. So take heart. Or have joy. <laughs> because it's the trying of your faith. It's the building up of your faith. It's an opportunity to learn to overcome that obstacle. And so it's really a really good way of looking at it. And it's really encouraging. And I love that at the end of it, in James um, 2 through 4 there, he's like, you will be perfect needing nothing. In other words, you're going to learn to walk in victory in that area. It's not going to be a battle anymore if we'll take heart, if we'll look to him, focus on him. Isaiah 54, 17 is a promise that the word of God has for you and I. He says, 
And this is part of the reason why we can have that assurance and take heart. Um, The Lord is our way of escape, you know. The Lord is our way that we overcome the storms of this life and overcome the enemy and all that the enemy tries to throw at us. We do it through Christ Jesus and what he did for us. Isaiah 54, 17, he promises us, he says, no weapon that is formed against you, let me just say right there that it's going to be formed against you. A matter of fact, again, Jesus didn't leave us unaware of the fact that, we're, that we have an enemy, that there's going to be trials, there's going to be sorrows, and that there's going to be um, temptations. He says, in fact, take heart, look to me, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Don't worry about it. Those weapons that are going to be formed against you, and they will be, if you put your trust and hope in me, no weapon formed against you will prosper. All that rises against you will fall. Well, that's some encouraging words for you and I. And I'm going to read it in context here. Um, Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you will prosper or succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. Um, And it says, these are the benefits that are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. I love that version. Um, I believe that's New Living Version. But these are the benefits that we have that are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Why? Because Jesus got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Because he says, behold, take heart, for I have overcome the world. He's like, I've been through that so that you can get through it, so that you can overcome that obstacle. I've already overcome that obstacle. And now if you'll put your trust and your hope in me and not get discouraged, but you'll take heart and put your trust and hope in me, I've already overcome the world. I've already overcome that obstacle. So if you put your trust in me, I'll see you through to victory. That weapon that's formed against you, it won't prosper. It won't affect you. It won't be prosperous or succeed. He might try because the devil wants to discourage us. He doesn't want us to have victory. He doesn't want us to know what was purchased for us. He doesn't want us to know that we can overcome that obstacle or that Jesus already overcame that obstacle for us. He doesn't want us to realize that. See, the Lord's telling us it's okay that you're faced with this stuff. In fact, take heart or take joy um, because it's the opportunity to try your faith or to build up your stamina in the spirit so that you can overcome these obstacles. Then you'll be perfect needing nothing. Amen? Revelations 1.8 is what I keep saying. I've got the keys of death, of hell, and the grave. We have hope in Jesus Christ and what he did for us. Like I said, he doesn't promise no battles, but he does promise that he can give us peace in the midst of a storm. He does promise us victory over the obstacles. He does promise us grace and strength. Like Paul was crying out for the Lord's help, take this from me or take this obstacle away from me. And the Lord's like, no, you don't understand what you got. I purchased it for you. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you're weak, it's an opportunity for great joy. When you're weak, I'm strong. So if we're never faced with an obstacle or we're never faced with a temptation or a trial, we will stay weak, so to say, because we don't have opportunity to use that faith or pump our iron or exercise the ability or the greater one on the inside of us. And so it's a really good way of looking at obstacles that come our way or temptations or trials that come our way, even though we don't like them. Okay, because it's an opportunity for you to be a stronger believer uh, and putting your faith and trust and hope in the Lord. Hallelujah. So when life um, gives you lemons, make lemonade. (laughs) When life, you know, when troubles come your way, God wants us to take heart and put our trust and hope in him and not to lose heart, not to give up in the midst of a battle. But keep, that's why he says, keep fighting the good fight of faith. 
The fight of faith isn't that you're out there, you're struggling, you're striving. It's The fight of faith is keeping your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Keeping your eyes focused on what he purchased for you. Keeping your eyes focused on the word, declaring that this weapon, even though it's formed against me, it's not going to prosper. It's not going to be victorious. I am going to come out on the other side of this storm, and I'm going to be able to, I don't know about you, but I have many things, and I'm sure you do many things that you can look back and say, thank you, Jesus, he brought me through that. You know, whether it's paying a bill, as simple as paying a bill, or whether it's delivering somebody from something in your, in your life, or whether it's saving somebody in your life, or whatever it might be, bringing you through, it's like you feel like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> you feel like he brought you through, and, and here you are, you know, you're not touched. And, and you can say that you're stronger. And that's James 1 at work, you know? The trying of your faith worketh patience, and you will be entire needing nothing. Matthew 16, 19, the Lord tells us this, and we need to know, and we need to realize this. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And this is really key here. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. And so what are we putting up with? You know, if he gave us, he already overcame death, hell, and the grave. He got the keys, you know, and then he gave us the keys of the kingdom that we could bind and loose, okay, that we could bind and forbid things from affecting us on earth. So what are we permitting, you know? Like, think about it. Um, We've all gone through um, slumpy days or gloomy days or whatever, you know, days where we feel grumpy or days where we feel overwhelmed or down or depressed or whatever. But if, if we allow it, it can continue and grow, right? It can accumulate and, and snowball and stuff like that. But if you recognize, that's where this, this keys of the kingdom comes in. If you recognize it, it says whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. In other words, unless you exercise the authority and the keys that God has given you, it will just stay and linger until you realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't have to permit this. This is an opportunity for great joy. <laughs> I can bind on earth this attack of the enemy, and it will be bound in heaven, okay? So you're starting to feel gloomy or depressed, and, and yeah, that's not me, or, or maybe a situation has got you gloomy and depressed. Just start using the keys of the kingdom in faith that God's word is true, and we know it is, and just start binding that attack of the enemy. Start binding those thoughts or those feelings and command it to go in the name of Jesus. Just exercising your faith. What are you doing? You're exercising your faith. You're building yourself up. You're, you're strengthening yourself in the Lord. And then after a little while, you'll be entire needing nothing. You're, it's an opportunity for great joy, for you to come out on top. And so God gave, gave us. He got the keys, and then he gave us these keys. He got the victory, and then he gave us the victory that we could walk in it. But it's about what you permit. So it's, it's what, I'm, what am I going to put up with? You know, am I going to exercise that victory? Am I going to exercise that authority that was given to me? Am I, or am I just going to just coast or stumble along and just permit this stuff to continue on the way it is? That's not what God wants for us. He purchased so much better for us. And it doesn't mean there's going to be zero battle. Like I said, the Lord said that in this life there's going to be struggles and trials and and sorrows, okay? But are you just letting those things come your way or are you going to stand your ground? Are you going to fight the good fight of faith and keep your eyes focused on Jesus? Are you going to bind the enemy? Are you going to loose the angels on the scene? Just at least exercising your faith in the word of God. That's what God expects us of us. But remember, you know, he'll also let you, if you permit it, he'll permit it. But heaven backs you up if you bind it. And I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't like putting up with garbage. <laughs> I don't like putting up with stuff. So I, 
Sometimes you feel weak, but his word is true, and he says his grace is sufficient for you. His strength's made perfect in your weakness. So when you're under attack, when you've got a bombardment, maybe you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. I've felt like that before. You feel like heavy, and, and it's, it's not just one area. It happens when it's in like several areas. It's like family and finances and church and, and people talking and whatever. Just numerous, numerous things start trying to come against you. And you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. You could just, you know, crawl into a hole and, and just cry. Or you could just start realizing, man, I'm under attack you know, and start using the keys of the kingdom and start binding the enemy and start loosing the angels and um, have taken authority over the enemy and, and, and speaking the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, saying, no weapon formed against me will prosper. All who rise against me will fall. Really, when you're speaking that, you're reminding yourself of the promise that you're going to get through this, right? And so same thing with James 1, like, you know, when you're tested, when I'm tested and I'm tried, I thank you, Lord, that this is working me, you know, in patience and, and, and I'm becoming stronger in you. And I am overcoming this obstacle. I am not going to come out weaker. I'm going to come out stronger. Next time the devil tries to throw this one at me, I'm going to be aware of how to overcome it. The Lord's, you know, he's teaching us and he's leading us and he's guiding us. And so the Lord really wants us to realize um, the equipment we have with the armor of God, you know, the shoes of peace, the breastplate of righteousness. I mean, these are the things that we should be using to overcome obstacles. The shoes of peace is just so, so huge. And I'm going to be talking about that in a, in a minute. But it's huge to overcoming obstacles in your life. Um, so just think about what, has, what have I been putting up with? You know, you can coast along and just put up with junk. Or you can use the keys of the kingdom to overcome those obstacles. Um, so God gave us those keys. And he doesn't want us to put up. He wants us to get the victory over these things. That's why he says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. He wants us to walk out in victory. Um, I just kind of wrote this down. Attacks and plans of the enemy can only succeed. See, he says no weapon formed against you. But attacks and plans of the enemy can only succeed if you don't put your hope and trust in the Lord. Okay? So the, we said in this world, the Lord said, in this world there's going to be many troubles. He said... Um, he said in James 1, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity, okay? So I'm not saying, like, go out there and look for troubles. They're going to come to you, trust me. But <laughs> the only way that plans of the enemy are going to succeed is if, number one, you just permit it, like we talked about. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Um, or if you don't put your trust and hope in the Lord. If you don't focus on the Lord and, and, and speak the word of God and do what he told you to do, binding the enemy and, and um, allowing him, you know, putting on the armor of God, putting on the shoes of peace, the breastplate of righteousness, um, doing the things that he told you to do to be able to live this life um, in victory. Um, for example, First um, Peter 5, 7, he says, cast all your cares upon him. For he cares for you. So you're going to be a lot more downtrodden and a lot heavier hearted if when things come your way, you just take it all on. Oh, that happened. Oh, that happened. Oh, now this person's coming to me with their problems. <laughs> you know, and you're just taking upon yourself all these things. And it could even be prayer requests, okay? But you're taking it all on yourself, as if it's your problem. And not that you shouldn't pray for people, but what the Lord wants you to do is 1 Peter 5, 7, go before the Lord and cast your cares upon the Lord. This is another way to overcome obstacles. Cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. He wants you to overcome that, and one of the major ways that you're going to overcome what you're faced with or what people are putting on you with their prayer requests and all that is 
go before the Lord in prayer and cast that care on the Lord. Just let that care go before the Lord, pray about it, and then release it to the Lord and trust he's got it in his hands. You know, um, I didn't look it up, but he says, worry can't add a single day to your life. You know, it can't even add a hair to your head. So why worry? We shouldn't worry. And so what he wants us to do instead of worrying is pray about it and cast your care on him because he cares for us. Um, There's a couple of scriptures that you should like read and meditate on and and speak of yourself. One of them is no weapon formed against you. Uh, Romans 8.28 is another one. God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So that's a really good scripture to meditate on when you're going through that trial, that trouble like James 1 is talking about. Just have this knowing, have this assurance, or begin, be speaking it that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper, or God's going to cause all things to work together for my good because I love God, because that keeps your head up high, and that keeps you um, anticipating breakthrough and victory, and it keeps your eyes focused on that God's going to see you through. Because if you don't have some kind of hope that God's going to see you through, it can really, really distract you from what God has for you. It can really burden you. Um, It can really leave you kind of not doing anything for the Lord because you're not motivated because you feel like, how could I? I'm going through this. So you got to remind yourself of what God says. So that's another way of of, um, overcoming an obstacle um, is reminding yourself and believing, speaking what the word of God says, which is no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I'm going to be entire needing nothing, you know, or God's going to cause all things to work together for my good, meaning there's going to be some things in the way. There's going to be some attacks of the enemy, but God in the end is going to get the victory. He's going to work this out. And I don't know about you, but every single time he works it out, it, you know, I, there's a song about it. You may not know how, you may not know when, but he'll do it again. (laughs) You know, he is going to see you through. You know, and um, the disciples, when they're in that boat, they didn't see how he was going to see them through. <laughs> the storm was raging, and maybe in your life at different times or different situations, it seems like, how? I don't know how he's going to see us through this one. But he always makes a way. And even if it's going through the middle of the eye of the storm, he can give you peace, which passes all understanding, to guard your heart and mind, to protect you and keep you stayed on the Lord, keep you focused on the Lord, even though it's still going on. Um, and he does that. I mean, it's, it's supernatural. We got to know this beyond a shadow of a doubt so that the enemy cannot derail you. When you're attacked, it's an, it's an attack of the enemy. Okay. Everything, we know this, everything good and perfect comes down from the father above. John 10, 10 says, it's the thief who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So if the fruit of it is killing, stealing, or destroying, it's the thief. But God has come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so what God wants you to do is to overcome the obstacle of the thief, killing, stealing, and destroying. How are you going to do that? By focusing on what he said. Focusing on the Lord, focusing on the fact that you have the keys, so use them, you know, bind the enemy, loose the angels. Don't just permit the enemy to continue to attack without a fight. Keep your eyes focused on the Lord. And the word of God gives us different keys like um, build Jude 2.20, I think it is. Build yourself up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit, it's building your faith. That's strengthening yourself in the Lord. And then just like James, he says to fight the good fight of faith and that um, this isn't, look at it as an opportunity to build your faith because you're going to be entire needing nothing. And so Jesus never said that there's going to be no trouble. (laughs) I think that it's important for believers, really as young believers, to understand that. I think that a lot of them are shocked when they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and then they deal with all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, so warning sign 
that the world's still here. <laughs> the devil doesn't go disappear. But what God promises us is eternal life. He does promise us abundant life. Like, it's so supernatural, the peace you can have, even though all of this stuff is going on around us. It's supernatural. It's God. Okay? Um, so even, even Christians bring to my attention all kinds of things. I was like, I don't know if it's ignorance or if it's just total supernatural peace, but I just can't worry about it if I wanted to. You couldn't try. You could try, but I'm just not going to worry about it because I got the peace of God, which guards my heart and mind. And that's where my trust and my hope is in. It's in him. It's not in a circumstance or a person or even a government or anything like that. Um, so this is where we're going to look a little bit at um, how much peace is a factor in overcoming obstacles. Isaiah 26, 3, the Lord just spoke this to me as I was sitting there on the floor. He says, he keeps us in perfect peace he whose mind is stayed on him. So a key to staying in peace in the midst of a storm or a temptation or attack of the enemy, and I'm guilty of, I'll make a decision, I'm going to stay in peace. I know that's the way to victory. I know that's the way to overcome that obstacle. But, you know, sometimes the storm gets a little more shaky or, you know, a little more traumatic or, or whatever the situation is, gets a little more intense, and I can be knocked off, you know, out of my peace, and it takes me a little bit to get back on, get, and the Lord gives me some kind of, some kind of path, like, go spend time with me, you know. Actually, the other day, he told me, go spend the day with him. Um, my, my son asked me, mom, what do you do for your job? <laughs> What, what do you do during the day? And, I mean, I'm blessed. I'm very blessed. I said, well, I drop you guys off, and then I go and spend, you know, I do my devotions, and I spend time with the Lord, and I study. I said, sometimes I'll take a lunch break and meet somebody for lunch. He's like, man, that sounds amazing. I want to do that someday. <laughs> I was like, if God calls you to it. But it, it is. It's a lot of study of the Word. And, um, but the Lord this week, because I have someone else ministering, the Lord just like, go spend time with me. Like, spend the day with me, for me. Because a lot of times it's to give, you know. Receive and give, receive and give. Um, but just spend time with me. And I did. And it really, it was just really simple as walking the lake and praying and listening to worship music. And it was like just a one or two hours, a couple hours of doing that. And it was so, I, I call, Clayton called me in the middle of it. And um, I told him what I was doing. And I, was, I started crying because the peace and the presence of God was so strong. I can feel it when I talk about it. <laughs> and it was so, like, refreshing. And we don't realize that, um, where am I going with this? How much we need him and how when we go through things, we need to make sure that our eyes do stay focused on him. He says that basically, if you're not in peace, it's because you've gotten your eyes off of him, pretty much. You got your eyes onto the storm. That's what it is. And so he says, he whose mind is stayed on me, you're keeping your mind focused on him, focused on how good he is, focused on how big he is, focused on um, that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper, focused on that he's never going to leave you nor forsake you, he's with you through that storm. That's where your mind should be, not on the storm. Not on the effects of the storm. Not on what people are saying about the storm. You know, he whose mind is stayed on me, I will keep him in perfect peace. So that's why the Lord was like drawing me away to spend time with him and not, you know, I could get, to, I, you know, I could study the word, I could pray, I could um, focus on heaven and, and, you know, see in the spirit. Like there's a lot of things you could do even though they're spiritual. But no, what he wanted me to do I knew what he wanted me to do, is not try to do anything. <laughs> Just to talk and walk with him. He whose mind is on me, and the peace of God just flooded me. He whose mind is on me, to spend time with him, to fellowship with him, to, to think about how awesome he is. I will keep him in perfect peace. Isn't that awesome? It's an awesome uh, way of overcoming an obstacle. 
and it's a huge key. Colossians 3.15, he says, let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of the body, you are called to live in that peace. So this is our calling to stay in peace. How do you stay in peace? You keep your mind on him. It's a huge, huge key to overcoming obstacles in your life, to overcoming the attacks of the enemy. The attacks of the enemy are simply a distraction to try to derail you from the path that God has set before you. That is exactly what it is. He's trying to derail you from the track that leads to eternal life or that leads to the abundant life or the blessing or the call of God. So he's going to try to attack and derail you and distract you. But if you'll keep your mind focused on him, he'll keep you in that peace. And that's what we're called to as believers, he says. We're called to live in that peace. Another scripture about peace, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. I talked about it a little bit a second ago. Don't worry about anything. So that's not our job. When we're attacked even, he's like, Don't worry about it. Focus on him. Overcome that obstacle. How? By don't worry about it. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need, and then start thanking him for all he has done. Focus on how big he is and how he's overcome, you know, brought you through other storms before. As you begin dwelling And keeping your mind on him and dwelling on how big he is and how he's gotten you through this storm or that storm or provided for you in this area or that area, your mind gets caught up on him and suddenly you find yourself in peace. And he's like, you didn't even try to, you know? And I've had these times, um, I know I've shared before when Clayton had um, kidney failure and he was in the hospital he was there for like three, four weeks. I mean, it was, it was a while. And it wasn't getting better. It was getting worse. But for some reason, um, instead of worrying, I went to spending time in prayer. And not worry prayer, not like, God, please heal him, but just prayer, like spending time with God, just to spend time with God. I had let my request be made known unto the Lord, But after that, I was just spending time with God. It wasn't continually asking for the same thing. It was just worshiping him for how awesome he is. And I told my mom, I remember it's clear as day, I was like, either I'm a really bad wife, (laughs) because I can't worry if I wanted to. Somehow, the peace of God was totally, completely guarding my heart and mind. I said, or God is going to do something supernatural. And God did something supernatural. (laughs) He gave him two brand new kidneys, and I'm claiming that for my dad too. Amen. But he gave him two brand new kidneys. Even the doctor said it's a miracle, and he has two brand new kidneys. So he would have been, they said the next day he would have been starting dialysis. That's how bad it was. Um, And so, yeah, so I just speak that over my dad, that God is no respecter of persons in Jesus' name. But, um... So yeah, I had kept my mind and my focus on the Lord and how big he was, and he guarded my heart and mind with his perfect peace. And so that's what we're called to as believers. How are we going to do that? How are we going to overcome life's obstacles and stay in that peace? You focus on him. You focus on how big he is. You focus on how he has seen you through before. I know another time I was overwhelmed um, with a few different situations, you know, whether it's children and school and, um, you know, people coming against you or, or whatever. I think it was like one of those weight of the worlds on your shoulders kind of week where like there were several things and it wasn't one big specific thing. And I just started driving, calling out to God because the word of God says, because I started to worry, you know, and I was like, nope, I'm going to do what the word says to do. I'm going to not worry, but instead pray about everything, telling God what it is you need. (laughs) So it was like a total conversation. It was not like, dear Heavenly Father, I just worship. Like it wasn't like a worshipful, prayerful time of moment. It was like, 
God, I am letting you know that what I need is this to be gone in Jesus' name. And Lord, deal with this person. I'm being real, okay? So I was really letting him know what I need. And I was like, but Lord, (laughs) nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. However you can work this out, God, I'm giving it to you. I'm going to stop worrying about it. But God, I give it to you. And in the middle of that, suddenly I like literally stopped my prayer. And I was like, I have absolute peace. Like whatever was attacking me and, and all that worry had completely vanished and disappeared in the middle of my, I guess, yelling at God, telling him what I needed. But I was acting on scripture. Instead of just permitting what the enemy was doing, I started telling God what I needed and began thanking him and praising him. Literally, I want to say two seconds into thanking and praising him after I told him what I needed and then thanking him and praising him. Okay, God, I just thank you, God. You're so big. You're so strong. Whatever. I just noticed my car had filled with the peace of God. It was done. It was done. God helped me overcome the obstacles. Did all the obstacles disappear immediately? No. That's beside the point. He helped me to get into that peace so I can overcome it, so that he could bring me through it. And I can have assurance that no weapon formed against me, those weapons that were trying to be formed against me, they're not going to prosper. All that's rising up against me, if I keep those shoes of peace on, and my mind is stayed on him, and he's going to keep me in perfect peace, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper because my mind stayed on him. He's going to bring me through that storm. He's going to bring me through and on the other side of that obstacle, and I am going to be perfect needing nothing. I'm going to be stronger than before. So that's why he's saying, um, get excited. Let it be an opportunity for great joy when you have troubles, you know, because when you overcome that obstacle, you're going to be stronger than before. So the key is to use the things he's given us to overcome those obstacles. He gave you the keys of the kingdom. Don't permit things on earth or they'll be permitted in heaven. But instead, bind those things that are attacking you. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Be real with them. Okay? It's okay. He knows you. He knows how ornery you are. Okay? So just tell God what you need. And then just be thanking him that he saw you through last time and that he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and he'll see you through again. So begin thanking him and praising him. So God gives us these weapons of our warfare. He gives us these, um, the, he gives us the sword of the spirit. Find a couple of scriptures that give you the answer and start speaking them and declaring them. Put on those shoes of peace. Keep your eyes focused on the Lord in the midst of that storm. And that peace will come. He'll see you through that storm. Hallelujah. So we can be faced with obstacles or stresses or attacks of the enemy, but we can have that perfect peace. We can let the peace of God rule and take charge in the situation. If we'll put our trust and our hope in the Lord, his peace will guard us through that storm will come out victorious, overcoming every obstacle. You know, if he says our worry can't add a single hair to our head, a single day to our life, then the fear and the worry about those situations or those attacks of the enemy or those temptations or those discouragements that have been trying to get you down, if they can't add anything to you, then do the opposite. <laughs> Pray. Worship the Lord that he's so awesome and that he's so big. You'll find yourself with victory and God giving you grace through that storm. Amen. So put your trust and hope in him. And when the enemy, you know, provides for you opportunities for great joy, obstacles um, come your way to try to distract you or derail you, let God guard your heart and mind. How is that? How are you going to do that? 
you're going to keep your mind focused on him. And that's how he keeps you in that perfect peace. That's how he will see you through that storm. That's how you will overcome that obstacle. Remember, peace is our gauge if we're putting our trust in the Lord. If you're not in peace, then you're not in faith. It comes down to that. If you're not in peace and you're all in turmoil about this or that, you're not in faith about it. God can't guard your heart and mind then. Got to get your eyes focused on the Lord. You got to be meditating on the Word of God and getting two or three scriptures that you can speak and get that sword of the Spirit out and speak the Word of God. You know, faith without works is dead. So you got to exercise what you know that you're in here, you're learning the Word of God, not just for it to just sit in your heart, but you got to exercise it. You got to do it. You got to apply it. And I know we all have opportunity to apply this Word tonight. And maybe you have been finding yourself with a lack of peace. And I want to encourage you. You better get your eyes refocusing on the Lord, telling him, don't worry about it, but start telling him what you need and trusting that he hears you when you pray. And then begin thanking him for all he's done in the past, how he saw you through, and that he hasn't changed. Begin thanking him that no weapon formed against you prospers. In the middle of that, like me, he's no respecter of persons, all of a sudden you find yourself in peace. Okay, I got back in faith. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know? He, because that's where we belong. He said it. He said, as members of the body of Christ, you are called to walk in this peace. That's our calling. We're supposed to stay in peace, which means you're supposed to stay in faith. You're supposed to keep your trust and your hope in him. Let's turn to Psalms 91. I just feel led to like read, it, read through it. So it's really where we need to stay, where our minds need to stay, where we need to stay in that perfect peace. And, and it's, it's just a reminder of um, how, how we need to stay there. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest, or you could say peace, in the shadow of the Almighty. So those who make God's presence their abiding place, their living place, you're, you're spending time with him on a daily basis. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge and my place of safety. He's my God and I trust in him. For he will rescue me from every trap and protect me from deadly disease. And I'm making it first person and you could do that too. Read through it and make it first person so you're building yourself up in the word. You're reminding yourself that he's your safety, he's your, he's your peace, he's your comforter, you know, he's your shelter. He will cover me with his feathers, he will shelter me with his wings. His faithful promises are my armor and my protection. I am not afraid of the terrors of the night or the arrow that flies by day, nor the um, dreaded disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes in the midday. Though a thousand may fall at uh, my side or 10,000 are dying around me, these evils will not touch me. In other words, no weapon formed against me will prosper. All who rise against me will fall. Why? Because the Lord is my shelter. Because I make him my dwelling place. Because my eyes are focused on him, he keeps me in perfect peace. Just open your eyes and see the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil, here it is, will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. But you got to keep your focus on him. For he will order his angels to guard you and protect you wherever you go. But remember, um, whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So you got to be standing your ground. You can claim Psalms 91, but you also got to be exercising your authority, the keys of the kingdom, okay? Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven, but whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. They will, the angels will hold you up with their hands so that you don't even hurt your foot against a stone. You will trample on lions and cobras, and you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who, what? Trust in my name. You're putting your trust and your hope and your focus and attention on him, not on the trials. Your hope is in how big he is. 
When they call on me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and show them my salvation. So this is a really good reminder to yourself of that you can put your trust in the Lord in every circumstance. Amen? Overcoming obstacles. You exercise the word. You put your trust in the Lord. You focus your attention on him. And he will make straight your path. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That's what it is. And he will make straight your path. So whatever comes your way, what does he want you to do? Focus on him. Trust in him. He'll guard your heart and mind. He'll keep you in perfect peace. And he'll make straight your path through that storm or around that storm or above that storm, however he sees fit, but he's going to see you through. Amen. Isn't that good? (laughs) Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just thank you and praise you, Lord, that we have been given the keys of the kingdom to overcome life's obstacles. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that we can consider it an opportunity for great joy. When our faith is tested, we have a chance to grow, he says. So let it grow. Lord, help us to pass the test. Help us to keep our focus, our attention, our trust in you in the midst of these days and these storms. Remind us of how to exercise our faith. Remind us to let you know what we need and begin thanking you for all that you have done so that you can bring your peace, which passes all understanding, to guard our hearts and minds. Holy Spirit, I ask you, strengthen us tonight in our inner man by the Spirit of God. Lord, lead and guide and direct our steps. Help us to stay focused on you. Lord, keep us in your perfect peace as we continue to trust in you. Lord, we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray for tonight's tithes and offerings.